Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. Tiffany and I are so excited to be with you in the second week of the new year. We are sure that you're accomplishing all of your goals and dreams or that you have torn them up and decided to just focus on who you want to be and um, achievable goals. As achievable. Our last, yes. Our last several podcasts, you know that we are anti very long list of things that we should <laughs> do and very much for creating a life and building a life that we love. Um, and in that vein, a topic this week that's very close to both of our hearts, which is why work and home are not enemies, though. And I think that we live in this world that tells us that the two are at odds, that women especially cannot have a fruitful home life and a successful career, that the two definitely are enemies and that one is going to have to come at the expense of the other. And I do think some of that, there, there are some truths to that, but that is not the whole truth. It does not encompass a full perspective or a full view of what it's like to be a working woman. Um, and also not, uh, no shade on any stay at home moms. We have many in our lives who are homeschooling their children and living these incredible lives. And believe me when I tell you, that's probably more work than I could ever even imagine doing in a day. (laughs) (laughs) So you also have a work that's home. And so we're including all kinds of women in this conversation today, but work and home are not your enemies. And I will say also, if you're single, this is also for you. Cause I remember, you know, being a single woman and thinking to myself, man, all I do is come home and eat chips and salsa. Cause I work till eight o'clock at night and I really didn't have much of a home life. And that's because I didn't realize that the two weren't enemies that I actually could create a wonderful home life and also have a great career. So Tiffany, what are some of your thoughts around this topic? Uh, why work and home are not enemies. I think, um, work and home are meant to be a couple. I think Mm -hmm. they're meant to work together. I Mm -hmm. think you really can't have one without the other. And again, just as Ashley said, home, we're not saying you have kids, you could be single, but a home life, meaning your life outside of your work, um, can be just as beautiful and vibrant. And you you don't need to be excellent at all the things. You don't have to check every box in every area. And I think that you are built i think we really got to lay the foundation of saying that every woman every human being who is a woman we believe that she is built with passion and gifting and that can be used inside the home that can be used outside the home yeah uh but we're built for dignified passionate work work not in the nine to five sense but work in the sense of labor something we love to do and for some of us, that does take us outside the home when we get home and crash on the couch at 9 p.m. or 8 p.m., whatever you said, and have chips and salsa, which sounds lovely, by the way. I just have to say. Yeah. Um, I like that idea, chips and salsa. Um, but uh, but working in home, we're always meant to be a couple. They were always meant to work together. Not yeah. They're not enemies. They're not against you. They're just not you have a work life and a home life. Although we sit, talk like that, they're really intended to be an integrated life. I love One that. where both are at play. One where both is celebrated. One where we feel like we're really sticking to our strengths in both. And we'll, yeah. in later episodes, we're going to talk about how we can really ensure that we're sticking to our strengths and not trying spending all of our time trying to improve our weaknesses because that can 
really be a waste of time, honestly. Yes. But I think that we have to never pit one against the other, basically, for work at home. And um, I think it can be easy to do. I think it can be easy when we feel like, oh, work is taking so much time. Okay, well, we need to find a good rhythm where one isn't destroying the other, yeah. right? I think that they were always meant to work together. And sadly, because of um, just the, the way of the world and patriarchy, I think that there's <laughs> this idea that um, women are emotionally responsible to manage the home, every part totally. of it, including writing, you know, if you do have kids, writing the permission slips and packing the lunches yeah, doing and the doing homework. all the, doing the homework, all the things, in addition to keeping the toilets clean, in addition to having dinner on the table at 530, in addition yes. to deep cleaning the carpets, in addition to dot, dot, dot. Correct. At the same time, if she has passions that may take her outside the home, um, and again, this could be... Um, you don't have to have kids for this to apply because if, let's mm-hmm. say you've got a beautiful apartment and you feel like you always feel like a failure because you can't keep it looking nice and but you love your work and you're passionate about your work you've got to we have to be able to live with ourselves people do you know what i'm saying <laughs> like too many women that i know this is the number one thing they struggle with yeah is like i feel like they're enemies i feel like everybody feels like I have to give one more to the other. And I think that there are times when work is going to be a bit more demanding. But we can't stay there, obviously. We can't stay where that's that's the number one thing in our life if there is other people that we treasure, yeah. whether it's friends or family or what, what have you, or your church commitments or commitments to the why. I don't know what your life is, but you get my <laughs> point. You get my point. And, um, but I really believe that we first have to believe about ourselves that we are deserving of dignified work and a healthy home. Both. We get both. And I think the way that we need to step back and have healthy expectations of who we can be at home and who we can be at work and how much margin can we give to both, right? And we've somewhat talked about this, but not in this specific context of work and home. Of, you know, at home, what can you do? What what can you do? Um, For example, I can't cook to save my life. And (laughs) it's a really stressful experience for me, not because... You know what? I mean, I might have said this before, and I apologize for repeating myself, but I'm left-handed. That technically could be a handicap, you guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We can't follow sequence. Therefore, we can't follow a recipe. No, I'm joking. But truly, I wonder. Could it be true? Read it somewhere. I don't know how reliable the source was, though. But this idea that um, that we have to be a Stepford wife at home and have it all together. Yeah. And I just think we are setting ourselves up for failure when we assume we, because we are female, that we know how and can effortlessly achieve um, a put-together home and a well-run home. I think that the minute we try to do all that ourselves is the minute we are exhausted binge watching marvelous miss Maisel <laughs> at four in the afternoon you know not, i think not that you've ever done that no not in the <laughs> afternoon are you do you binge in the afternoon is that a thing no i just i mean i used to but i don't anymore no yeah. i wish i could don't get <laughs> me, me wrong i would if i could i probably would too but they're home from school at four o'clock ashley i gotta yeah totally it's not possible <sighs> it's not possible it's yeah. not possible yeah, this whole idea is so compelling to me because I think that um, I've seen so many people, myself included, struggle with guilt. 
And I think that guilt can drive so much of our work and guilt can drive so much of our um, experience as a human being. Like we're always feeling bad about things that we need to do, think we should do, maybe wish we had done. Like guilt runs so much of our life. And I remember um, there were a few years ago, gosh, it's been a while now, but um, I was trying to, to have a healthier lifestyle, have a healthier mm-hmm thought process, have more um, meaningful connections between myself and others, more meaningful connections between me and my work, more meaningful connections between myself and purpose and God. Um, And during that time, I felt challenged by the Lord to not do anything for a year that I felt guilty about doing. Oh, wow. I'm and it for was that. So, right? And it was so challenging because in some ways that that also meant that I was probably going to drop a few balls because sometimes maybe I had a responsibility and I was like, well, I feel guilty, so I don't want to do it. But maybe I was just procrastinating. But for the most part, what it did do is I understood how much guilt was driving my life and how much it was robbing me of the moment that I'm in because I would be somewhere and then feel guilty about not being with another person or I would be you know, at work feeling guilty about things I hadn't accomplished over the weekend when I had the time to do them for my home. Mm. And so I think that, you know, that struggle is very, very real. And for working parents, I think that struggle is extremely real where you can be at work and go, man, I've given 40 hours this week to my job. Um, but I haven't been able to see my kids very often this week because I had two evening meetings or I had this, that, and the other thing. And so you can be with your kids feeling guilty about what you're not doing with work. And you can be at work feeling guilty about not being with your kids. And that applies no matter what season of life we're in. And so I want to challenge us today to think about how much guilt is driving us because then you can't live an integrated life because you're just always feeling bad wherever you are. And that's just no way to live. It's not free and it's exhausting like you've already said. We each have permission to be fully present in our work, at home. Permission to be fully present if you're at home with your kids. You can turn off the work. You can. T- you, you maybe someone hasn't told you that yet. Maybe some, maybe you feel guilty of like, oh, the fact that I even have this position or I even have this. Yeah, you that's are real in, for women. Come that's on. actually really real for women, and they feel guilty and feel bad about being promoted and being, you know, um, in the roles that they're in. I'm glad that you said that. Ashley, perhaps you've seen this graph. I believe it came out in Forbes or Entrepreneur. I'm not sure. But it shows a graph of women on average uh, of in Fortune 500 companies. Hmm. Only about 30% will ask for raises, even though these are yeah. gifted, skilled, highly yep. educated women, so yep. intelligent. And then men, 75% of men will ask for raises, even though they have their same competency, same education, right. same track record, same, you know, all this stuff very similar resumes and it was just eye-opening to feel like oh we're we're working we're doing our thing even guilt to even ask for what we should be compensated for um guilt that we are might take time off for a doctor's appointment what have you you know there's so much guilt wrapped up in working and i've i've definitely been victim to this honestly of once i had kids the opportunities were different and the opportunities i was offered at work weren't the same and because I had other priorities outside of that. So, um, and it was so evident that I lost favor. And in the same time, I wanted to cultivate a family. I loved in family that where we enjoyed each other and had health and investment into one another. And I just decided, no, no, I, I, I'm so committed to building a life where I don't go to bed with just overwhelming guilt every night I want to be a person that is free from shame and guilt and truly can enjoy what what she has but the hard thing is we live in a world 
Um, and you may disagree if you if you <laughs> if you like listeners, but um, we truly live in a world built by men. Mm-hmm. So they have often decided what the family should look like yes. or what the workplace should look like and the expectations of um, of that. D- just just a small example, you know, a more, an early morning meeting. Let's say right. normal work normal work life is eight thirty to five, right? Okay, let's just say that or eight to five. Oh, can you come in for a 6 a.m. meeting? Oh, you can't because you're, Uh. like, living your life and doing the things that require you at home. And, again, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you have kids, whatever, but you already have commitments outside of that 8 to 5, right? Yeah. Um, But Brohim might be able to make that 6 a.m. meeting, and you know, and he has a seat at the table where decisions are being made, and you're like, no, I'd love to be there. However, I have another value and another priority over here. And so there's these... That's why we so easily make enemies out of work and home, right? Because I wasn't able to be at, and this is just a, you know, arbitrary example. I can't be at this 6 a.m. meeting because I got to get Susie Q off to school in the morning. And so then we resent our home life because we can't advance at work. And then we're at home and loving that. And we resent work because we're not at home. You know, it, it, can re- it can really be crazy. Yeah. But to understand uh, we are deserving of both, and it's going to take some finagling to find a way that works for each of us, right? I think yeah. that it isn't, there is no three-step process Ashley and I could None. give you to say this is how this can work. But but you will you will live with such guilt if you don't take steps to find out, okay, what investment, emotional investment that I can make it work and still have enough for my family and still have enough for my home life, what, yeah. and I don't mean those to be synonymous, I do apologize that I said them right after the other, but, or and what investment, emotional, spiritual, relational, mental investment can I give at home that wouldn't sabotage my work or my creativity or time to create or time to, whatever it is that you do. I think that, um, you know, a great resource on this is Choosing to Cheat by Andy Stanley, and he is a pastor in the Atlanta area, and he's got a sizable church, but he wrote a book called Choosing to Cheat, and he said, basically, the thing is, you you know, in so much of our time, you're going to cheat. It's kind of a misleading title, actually, but mm-hmm. his point is, you're going to either cheat your family or your work. Never cheat the family is kind of his point of the book, yeah. um, but we have got to be, if we are women in leadership, we've got to be creating roles and spaces and places where we are allowing people to value both home and family in the same hand excuse me, both home and work in the same hand. And if if we are in a situation at work where we we are constantly in the skill, we've got to find a way. You know, it might not be as glamorous of the job as we wanted or, or the promotion, but if we've got to find a way. And I think it's, uh, if, if you have the, um, if you have a boss who you believe that will hear your heart, who believe it will hear you, there was times I would go in and have conversations of, ah, oh, this is, this is the time I'd like to have, or as I'd like to adjust my schedule. Is this a possibility? Is this something that we can work with? I think in every season of your life, finding out how work and home can work together, I think, and finding ways that they can be a coupling and not be at odds with one another, and finding out what values and what time and what practical ways you can be present uh, in your home life and with your friends and with your family, with your other commitments, and be with work. What would you say to that, Ashley? Yeah, I agree. And I think it really depends on what kind of job you have, too, because I was thinking about when I used to have to work, you know, an hourly wage 
um, you know, on minimum wage, working hourly, you don't really get a say. You don't get totally. to leave work a little early. There's no flexibility. It's not a salary job. Um, and I spent a good, like, almost decade doing jobs like that. So, um, and then very soon after that, ended up in salary positions that required, you know, 60, 70 hours of my time for just about the same amount of pay. Um, and so I think that learning to be where you are is really key to this because it doesn't matter if you have a minimum wage job that you cannot do any workarounds or if you have a salary job that's requiring an insane amount of time for you whether that's a good or a bad thing you know or you have Mm -hmm. a boss that you can talk to or you don't you know learning to be where you are is really important what is how can you maximize the time that you have with the people that you love so that like Andy Stanley was saying to cheat if you have to cheat, it's not at the expense of the people that you love the most. So valuing your friendships enough to go, you know what? Yeah, I'm tired after a long day at work, but it actually matters that I spend time with people this week. I need people to hear my heart. I need people to connect to. I need someone to be with me in this and valuing that enough to do it anyway. Um, Or if you have a spouse, you know, sitting and deciding like, you know what? This week has been kind of rough for us, but at the same time, I know that if we don't connect somehow, whether it's Netflix and dinner at home, (laughs) you know, frozen pizza, whatever it is, You know, but making sure that you make the most of the time that you have wherever you are, Um, because some of us are not in positions where we get to control those dynamics. And some of us are working for bosses that are a real struggle. Mm -hmm. And some of us have, you know, um, are on the journey of making it out of uh, out of a job and into something else that would provide more freedom and opportunity. Um, And then also thinking about women who are in these sort of high power positions we talked about. I loved what you said, Tiffany, the world being you know, created by men. And it actually really is true. And you can, you can prove it. People have proven this with statistics and facts and the way that books are written and even down to the very constitution that our nation is founded on. And obviously many people are listening to this around the world. So that may or may not be true for your country, but for us, it certainly is. But because of that, I think there are so many women in these positions and they're the first woman in the boardroom or they are the first, you know, woman who has this huge high capacity, high level position and are having to sacrifice so much. And to you, I just want to say, man, thank you. Thank you for the risk that you're taking. Thank you for, you know, breaking through those glass ceilings and barriers. But I want to echo something Tiffany said, and and that's that you're, you are worth having dignified work and a healthy home life, whatever that looks like for you (laughs) to have margin, to do your laundry, to connect with someone that you love and care about, to, you know, run your home the way that you want to, to have peace, to have space, to breathe. All of that is a good thing. And I think each of us have to figure out where we are right now and really pursue that um, and making sure that we're present where we are and make the most of the time that we have. Absolutely. And it might not look perfect. It might not look um, how you thought. And I think you have to adjust your expectations. Mm-hmm. If you, uh, you know, in a time when I was working till 5 p.m., laundry backed up and I felt so guilty. I, I, right? I know some, yeah, so guilty. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even 100%. ensure that my kid has clean underwear for yes. school. You know what I mean? Like, I do know what you mean. And I'm like, oh my gosh. You struggle. Oh. It's yeah, it's a struggle. And so understanding, like, things might not be super shiny here. And then yeah. I think also if there is, uh, if you are in a marriage or you've got a roommate or whatever, um, asking for help and really yeah. dividing true division of labor of, I'm going to do this. What are you, what are you doing? What, yeah. what, what part are you playing? Um, if my husband needs clean pants, he <laughs> also knows how to work the washing machine. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so he can be a participant in our effort to dress in clean clothes. Totally, yes. Um, and, and I understand that if if you're in a home where traditionally um, the female has done the bulk of the work, like, we get that. We understand that. Yeah. Um, 
However, there's always room for conversation of what works for you in your life. Yeah. There's always room to examine, okay, what what works for us? How much can we actually accomplish? Because the worst Mm -hmm. thing that we could imagine is you falling into bed every night and just being like, I have to get up and do this again and just dreading the demands versus enjoying the labor. Gosh, yes. And I have so been there. (laughs) I have most definitely laid my head down and thought to myself like, man, if I don't, I don't want to get up and do this again. Like, can I just pull the covers over my head? And that's a really difficult place to be in. Yeah. I think it really is a choice of the heart to not pit work and home against each other. I think it really, you have to see this as something that can be integrated, not as two separate lives. Um, And I think that's the first place it all starts in thought and in in your heart of like what, what can this look like for me? And again, it might not be perfect, but it's yeah. going to be your life. Yes. Living a life you love is so valuable. One that um, has room and margin to love others that may not love you back. R- room and margin to uh, love those who feel unlovable. Yeah. And, and, and of course, room to love your family and room to love your work. You deserve to love what you get to do. Yeah. It might be crunching numbers. It might be... Um, deep cleaning. It might be taking <laughs> care of babies. Yeah. It might be nursing at 3 a.m. Yeah. Whatever your work looks like in this season. <laughs> because if you don't have a J-O-B and, you know, you're not getting paychecks, you still have a J-O-B in some way, shape, or form. It's so true. You know what I mean? Like, yes. when you be raising those babies, like, that would be the most highest paid if we were really to put that on paper. <laughs> yes. No, but it really would be. And give you a, <laughs> give you a paycheck for it. So, yes. Um, <laughs> And, I, and one of the reasons that we wanted to have this as one of our topics is because sometimes in, in circles, especially in Christian circles, work for women can be viewed as such, um, such a luxury. It can be viewed as hmm. something outside the will of God even mm. because she's meant to be at home. And we, uh, Ashley and I personally believe that women are built for both. Yeah. And I, th- there's... For far too long, women have been demonized for wanting to work. They've yeah. been um, they've been not included at the table for those who don't because they don't feel understood. And as much as I would love to, you know, I, one of the examples that always comes to my mind is when I go into Starbucks or whatever coffee shop I'm working at, and all the all the girlfriends who go to spin and then come in for their coffee and they're all in their <laughs> workout gear at 10 a.m. and I'm I'm like, oh, that's not my life. Like, it's not my life. And that's okay. That's okay because yeah. I'm ch- I don't have very many buckets, so I got to fill them with the things that are the most prioritized thing. And if work and that's my golden hours to get stuff done is yeah. also the same time as a spend class, I'm going to choose the labor that I'm passionate about. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. I, we don't have room to guilt ourselves that we're not a spin class. Like, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. We only have so much, so many hours in a day, right? Yes. And I love that because it's going to take sacrifice. You know, I think yes. that's what you're really hinting at. It's like, um, you know, a, a no is also a yes. And so that's mm-hmm. what's great when you're setting your life up. It's like to say no to one thing is to say yes to the thing you value the most. Um, and that also, I think, keeps us from comparison or competition. Because, I mean, I know I've personally felt like, man, look at all these things these people get to do, whether they have more means or resource than I do or whether it's because they're not working or um, or maybe they they get, you know, whatever they get, their life is just different than mine, as it should be, because they're also building the life that they love. But it keeps me from comparing myself to others when I really just go, you know what, I'm saying no to that so I can say yes to this. Yeah. Um, and it keeps my head down 
um, and me minding my own business so that I can connect with other people instead of feeling threatened by their lifestyle, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, work at home. You are deserving of both, dear listener. We yeah. believe that with our whole hearts. And this idea of work at home, not as enemies, but as uh, to be an integrated life together is one of the main themes in my upcoming book, She Dreams, that launches first week of February. So you exciting. can't, oh, I'm so excited. I'm so <laughs> passionate about this. And let me, let me, I want to add something to this. I was speaking at an event um, to mostly moms and part of my delivery in, mes- in my message was that you are built for good work. You are built for dignified work. You are built. And the amount of women who just looked at me like, I don't believe you. Hmm. I don't believe you is really what, um, inspired to write a chapter about this, of this idea wow. of so many of us have given up hope. Hmm. We've given up hope on a life that employs both our passions and our heart mm-hmm. to nurture and to have a healthy home life. I think um, you're not beyond hope. It's never too late to start. No matter what age or stage of life you find yourself in, if you've got some gas in the tank or if there are some passions that are brewing, they're there for a reason. Yep. They really are there for a reason. So I encourage you, check it out. You can pre-order at shedreamsbook.com. And a little pre-order goodie, I have a little poem I wrote as part of the book that is a spoken word on the site that you can watch, but it's a fun little print that you can have and post wherever you need a little encouragement. I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you. Oh, thanks, friend. (laughs) Well, we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.